Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We're uh, getting one in here before all the E3 coverage starts. Although, I guess if we're recording on Saturday and this is going to go out later in the week, that'll all be done by the time you're listening to this. Uh, and actually, there has been some already, hasn't there? Yeah, EA's stuff was today or whatever. Did they show Star Wars or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. I haven't even seen any of that, so I, I can't say anything. I don't know if it was any good. I think but, everyone uh, else's conferences got leaked anyway already, so there's nothing <laughs> to look forward to. All right, well, insert joke about whatever remaining shocking news there might have happened between now and when this goes out. But uh, but yeah, we're here, of course, to talk about anime and, well, s- some anime games, I suppose. And, uh, you know, I'm Jell. Your host, as always, and of course, my eternal co-host, the man who is always here. We have Iro. I am. I am indeed still here. Yes, and back with us, uh, we have Chris. Couldn't keep me away. Yes, drag you back uh, in. I, I guess you've been bitten by the podcast bug now. I am as... fully influenced. <laughs> Ready to become an influence on myself. Yes. Yep. We, as we we've we've just also expanded the Glorio Network to a new podcast with uh, Chris and Colin, so uh, we'll, we'll, like... we'll get to. All... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, g- 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 is this the pitch? Ahead, yeah, g- give it give it the quick it the pitch, pitch here while we're it, here. Uh, if you like the idea of fire breathing giant fire breathing turtles and don't want to watch a bad film about them, then listen to our podcast. Yes, yeah, timely, I guess, with the new. Uh, there was a Godzilla movie that just came out, right? Yeah, I just saw that the other day, actually. We're going to segue into what have we been up to. Sure, yeah. what have you been up to, Iroh? I saw uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, 2019, the other day. Uh, did, did you see it as well, Chris? Because I know you're a, a Godzilla fan. Uh, I did. Uh I might prefer the Godzilla King of the Monsters 1956 or whatever it was, but you know. <laughs> uh, I, as a person who has not seen much kaiju film, uh, I thought it was all right. It it was definitely all right. Yeah, the the a lot of the writing is super hokey, I think, mm. but also Godzilla, you know, body slams Ghidorah through a building. Um, that was alright it's pretty hard to go wrong with some monster fighting and I don't think they did a particularly bad job of that so mm-hmm. like as as far as that goes you're, you're not going to be that disappointed it's just it was bogged down in bad story and uh, humans are the disease <laughs> yeah well, titans always... are the cure it, w- it was more like um you know how Godzilla original one is famously an anti-nuclear film? Yes. It, uh, like Godzilla, the monster is like an extended metaphor for man's misuse of nuclear power or something. Yeah. Right? Uh, this one is kind of the opposite. So <laughs> <laughs> we've come full circle on. Uh... <laughs> I guess you're right. They're like the radiation coming off Godzilla is good, actually. 
Yeah. Is, is basically where they're going with that. Did they, did yeah. they, uh, well, actually, uh, nuclear war or something or. <laughs> it, it wasn't quite on the, on the nose, but it, uh, I, I, I don't want to say too much because spoilers, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's kind of, it's got a different message to it, let's say, but you know, fuck the story. There's, there's big monsters <laughs> in and the music is good. So who cares? So that was about as good as we could hope for in a movie like that in 2019. It's it's not the 1998 one. Sure. <laughs> See, I barely remember the 1998 one, but I remember watching the animated series based on the 1998 one. Oh man, that was just like no, no good. Um... <laughs> Honestly, my favorite thing about the animated series is just the list of monsters in it, because instead of having any kind of licensed monsters or licensed like monsters in the same vein it's just giant animal like giant bat giant dog Uh-oh. giant it's yeah <laughs> i isn't, haven't seen much of the some, isn't there some crossover movie where like real godzilla completely beats the shit out of 1998 godzilla yeah that's uh, final wars and it's very good well, okay, so it's, I got I just gotta throw this out here. What is the best like after the original? What is the best like Godzilla movie? Uh, hmm, Shin Godzilla probably in terms of like actually good. Is that the um, one from a few years ago? That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the Akiano's one. The Akiano one. I still um, need to see that. Yeah, I kind of wanted I, to see that one out of curiosity. I feel like people are very. Um, you know, uh, divided by that one because it is a very different film. Like, if you want to watch a Godzilla film where Godzilla beats shit up, then that's not the film for you. But right, my it, understanding is it's way more in the vein of the original Godzilla. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's I I feel like it is the common writer game of common writers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in that it's the one that is actually good, whereas some of the other ones are good but for different reasons. Yes, and I, now, now, now I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we're now we're talking. But the like, same obviously, language. the the original Godzilla is uh, up there as well. But like, if you just want to see Godzilla beat shit up, then Final Wars is pretty good because it's just oh. Godzilla versus every monster going. Which one has Jet Jaguar where Godzilla drop kicks the motherfucker? Um, I forget. It was like. One of those like anti-bullying ones, and I forget <laughs> what they were. It, there was a weird period of Godzilla films. Okay. Um, because yeah, Jet Jaguar Godzilla versus Megalon. Uh, that sounds right. Um, because yeah, Jet Jaguar was just a a, a kid designed uh, super monster hero thing. Got it. Um, okay. And, and they turned that into. Well, they loosely turned it into what Jet Jaguar ended up being. It was a bit different in the drawing, but it was a contest winner. Oh, it was okay. actually drawn by a child. <laughs> yes. Okay. Jet Jaguar is the prize that none of us asked for. <laughs> All right then. Well, um, I guess uh, anything else we've been up to outside of uh, Godzilla. I know I, I got to, uh, as everyone may have seen the video last weekend, I got to play the Grand Blue Fantasy versus since the last time, or versus uh, Beta since the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. 
Uh, you can go check out my video with my, I guess, more detailed thoughts on it. But is there a gotcha in the fighting game? Do I, uh, how many times do I have to roll to get my there was my good characters? There wasn't one in the beta. I I I would I will eat my hat if there is not one for the little avatars. Um, I mean, doesn't Dragon Ball Fighters have a gotcha for like I, costumes yeah, they do right? Stuff? I never played the full version of that either, but um. It, I do like I, it's the first lobby system I actually like where because like uh, like a couple years ago, Arc System Works decided to put the lobby system. Yeah, they're like I've never I've never liked those. <laughs> and they, you're right. They just feel like completely like pointless. Right. But for some mm-hmm. reason, this one I, I kind of liked because like it the, the conceit of it is they stick a bunch of actual arcade cabinets on the uh, yeah. deck of your airship <laughs> uh-huh. and uh you you, you so you, you join a, a room with like i think it's 50 or 60 people and you, you yeah you get just to walk around and find an open cabinet and sit down that's how, and, that's how it's been hasn't it I, um wasn't the that's how it was in like persona 4 ultimax yeah no but some of the other ones i think you just like go to the this is the versus queue and you just go oh, to, like, walk up to it and it finds a match i think that's how it was in dragon ball when i played the um, at some point. Um, and I don't remember how the guilty gear one works, but, um, I don't know. I thought, it, I, I thought it kind of worked cause then you can just go find a match and look around. I, I mean, it's kind of actively the same of if you went to like quick match or something and just looked at a list, except you have a little sure, sure. avatar to walk around with, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's where the gotcha is going to come in. So you can roll for your avatar, but uh-huh. you know, get your SSR. As someone that like hasn't like doesn't know jack shit about Granblue, uh, uh have you actually played the 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 gacha game? Oh, I've played a lot of the original okay. game. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, are the characters in this game like main story characters from that, or are they just people that are in the gacha pool? Or yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I seem to recall a new story that like one of the characters in the fighting game is like a relatively obscure character in the uh gotcha game but um, the voice the voice actress said she got into being got into voice work because she wanted to voice a fighting game character one day and so they put in put that character say, in the fighting game okay so to, i guess to answer the, the the question more correctly um all of them except catalina are not like the ones they give you for free in the story if that's what you're because yeah. you do, if you play the story, you get some of the free characters. And okay. Catalina, Catalina is like the first character you get. But after that, like they haven't shown. There's maybe like five or six characters that you get through the story. I would be shocked if they don't make it in eventually, but they're not in the they weren't in the beta. Um, right. The other characters that are in the beta are some of the more popular ones that do like show up in the story in other spots. There haven't been any like super. I mean, I'm not like incredibly tapped into the Grand Blue Fantasy fandom, but so far they haven't been any like, from what I can tell, super obscure ones uh, that they've shown so far, including the two new characters that they announced um, that didn't make it into the beta. So I don't think any of them are particularly deep cuts. I guess the one character they announced that's like the, the cat guy and it's like actually five cat guys in one or something like that. It's okay, <laughs> it, it's like him and his friends, 
are Got mostly it. popular because of a, a series of side stories in the game, the, like side story events. So that's probably about, but still pretty, everybody knows who he is. So it's not like a, you know, deep cut there. Is there like one character that people playing the game, the mobile game are like mad that hasn't mad that they ha- haven't announced yet that we'll probably get in there? No, I don't. Th- I don't think everybody's mad yet because they they're still not everybody's op- been announced yet. Right? Yeah, they're still like... completely open to possibility. So right now, mm-hmm. everyone's in the I want to see this guy or I want to see this girl or whatever phase, uh, and nobody's like mad yet. Right. Well, uh, there will definitely be anger, I'm sure, once the final roster is announced. I mean, there's hundreds of characters. Yeah, because right? right there's there's literally. I checked my. I, I was curious. I checked my box. I have I have 319 characters myself. Um, Great. Which there are some repeats for like same character, different element. But if you oh, call that down, if you call that down to like 200 or something, that's still plenty. Or, you're like bikini event versions of right, right, right characters. So like, so there's there's room for the DLC to just be six Gokus again. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. There it. is room. There is room for that, despite there being literally hundreds of other characters to pick from. Put in Master Roshi, you goddamn coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess Dragon Ball is a similar situation where there's like hundreds of characters, and yet they still choose to put six Goku's. Put in Master Roshi. Put in Mister Satan. Yeah, I'm actually put, almost more surprised, Mister Mister Satan's uh, not in there. Yeah. There's yeah. I'm, there's plenty plenty more we could stick in there but game's pretty cool roster aside i'm i think it'll be pretty good i hope they i hope i hope they, they get some kind of fight stick support for my old fight stick so i don't have to buy a new fight stick oh uh, yeah yours yours is from the old days yeah like uh like guilty gear the, like new guilty gears actually support it but i don't know if they're gonna finally discontinue that or whatever I hate playing on controller personally. So um, I was surprised I actually managed to do as well as I did. How long until Arc System Works gets tapped to do a, a Fate anime fighter? Or is that ship just sailed forever? I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't... I don't know. I'm don't sure know. they're making I, plenty of money from that arcade game right now. Oh, uh, yeah, there's that. Yes. I mean, FGO That's makes awesome. I was I was going to argue FGO makes so much money they don't need to, but I think Grand Blue is doing pretty well also, so like I don't think that's going to Grand Blue is like for for not being based on a pre-existing franchise. I think Grand Blue is doing quite well for itself. And yes, and being, you know, 5 years old. Although I guess FGO is similar Right, age, right. right. FGO is like 3 4 years old now. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That, it's not like anyone can play unlimited codes anymore. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I figured that's where you were getting getting to there. <laughs> but uh, delisted for years. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I would like um, Arc System Works at least current anime style applied to Fate. Mm. I, I feel like they would have to make. I guess. It, I feel like they'd have to filter it to somehow make it look like the the UFO table anime style a little bit. Uh, I guess. I don't know, man. I feel like it would just feel more right that way. I don't know. Add some more. I'm sure. I'm sure they could figure it out. They have all kinds of black magic. Yeah. There with their animation tricks and whatnot. So. It's a series, all right, right. The six sabers in DLC too. 
This is far oh, more than six. Way more than six, yeah, at this point. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just pick a, pick a color. You know, red saber, blue saber, white saber, black saber. Um, <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yes. All right. So uh, let's get into our our news. Uh, we'll start with some non-Pokemon news because we'll have plenty of Pokemon <laughs> news to Before we get to about. all of the Pokemon news. At the end of all this. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, the Funimation that was announced acquired uh, Manga Entertainment, which if anybody is not familiar, uh, well, they used to be a a bigger deal here in the United States, but went on to be like the biggest or from what I understand, most, you know, biggest uh, anime distributor in the UK. Yep. And... Uh, this is interesting because Funimation has always been like completely US based with their licensing and you know all their services. And if everybody recalls, you know, not too long ago, sometime last year, they were they were purchased by Sony after and That's right, yeah. Which led to the split with Crunchyroll. And they did specifically say after the 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 purchase by Sony and the split with Crunchyroll that they were going to be looking at targeting international markets. So I'm assuming this is the first step in that uh, to to getting out of the United States. But um, so yeah, I guess Chris, uh, you can get ready for some subpar streaming <laughs> services, but pretty decent dubs in your future. I feel like that's uh, kind of where I'm at with Funimation because my my like real experience of, of funny as as someone in the UK is uh I I used their website to watch Dragon Ball Super and it was a dreadful time. So mm-hmm. I don't really know much else than you know than that because it's never really applied to us over here but I don't know it's it's not like they're a small company so I'm I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing but you know this is the same company that put out the dvd of akira that i watched when i was like first getting into anime so it's it's kind of curious to see where it'll go i seem to recall zig had some misgivings because manga uk would sometimes license like smaller weirder things or like not try to go for the big money unnecessarily all the time um whereas funimation's like a larger company and would want more returns i guess yeah, I, I guess it's kind of hard to tell because at, at the moment, like, I feel like um, anime licensing in this country in particular is uh, very different to how it used to be. Like, we've we've had MVM for a while, but we've got um, all the anime as well is has been doing a decent job of picking up some of those obscure titles. Like, they, they okay. did a lot of their earlier releases through Kickstarter just because they weren't sure they could get the money for it. Um, right, right. So it's I, it's hard for me to say because like I'm long since out of actually buying physical anime. <laughs> discs, but, yeah, but it you know it, I I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing on 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 face value. Like it obviously it depends on what Funimation decide to do with it. But I can't imagine they would change the UK operation that much. It seems to be doing okay. Like ideal situation just means that now all of the Funimation catalog that was not licensed there is now licensed there or whatever. Mm. Um, does um does does the does the manga entertainment have any other like 
they don't have any streaming service, right? Were they just all physical releases? No. Or? Um, yeah, there's there's nothing like that as far as I'm aware. I don't know if there's any deals either. I'm, sh- I'm trying to remember because I feel like some of their catalog might be on Amazon, but I don't think there's like a specific deal there. Right. Um, <laughs> the main thing I remember is that like the first uh, like rips of uh, Dragon Ball Broly were <laughs> from Manga UK. <laughs> yup. <laughs> yeah, Which, I mean, uh, yeah. it's all I got. Yeah, I yeah I I, uh, I I was just curious because I know some stuff gets region locked with Crunchyroll. Yeah. I feel like there's opportunity there for somebody like Funimation or whoever to sneak in maybe on that covering some of those holes it could happen i feel like at the moment like for for things that aren't licensed by uh a uk uh distributor or um things that are licensed by uh anime distributor that shall not be named because their releases suck um a lot of people just import dvds from uh australia because we're the same region and it's typically cheaper sometimes okay then yeah it's 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 weird but it, it it's i mean it like you say if if it opens up that funny catalog then then it might not be so bad um but i wonder about uh kind of how um how that will affect the non manga uk distributors right we'll just like push them out of the market with sheer mom- momentum like. it, it could like it could affect them i don't think it'll be so bad because i know all the anime tend to be they tend to focus more on uh, on movies um they do do series but it's okay. mostly movies um mvm do pretty much everything but um yeah it, it, i guess it's like i don't i don't really know what to expect but I, i'm not all doom and gloom about it just yet all right well we'll uh we'll see how that goes I'd be curious to see if they like keep the branding or if they just come in and say we're Funimation now or whatever. But we'll, we'll so see. The what logo's happens. purple now. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh man. See, I, I do actually have like some nostalgia for that because, like, because because uh, I you know the 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 manga entertainment logo was. I mean, that was you mentioned like Akira and like uh, what was the other one uh, Ninja Scroll and like a lot of mm-hmm. those movies that were popping up even here in uh in america in the you know early to mid 90s were all you know put out by them here yeah i i should clarify that i made the purple thing up but that's kind of where i expected to go oh yes yes just 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 make that logo because yeah, i just, just the red manga turn across with funimation purple yes yep. yeah just do that and call it a day so all right let's uh let's move along this has kind of been a topic we've been discuss it uh, had some ongoing discussion on over the past couple of episodes about um conditions in the anime industry and a story popped up about this particular government official in japan proposing some guidelines for improving working conditions in the anime industry and first of all we say interesting form (laughs) because he is making a he is talking about this specifically with the anime industry and uh, even though uh, he, you know, he mentions there's probably only about five thousand people working in it, but that you know people love anime and it's we should get this thing fixed or whatever in his statement. But uh, some of the mm-hmm. things that he's that the that have been proposed are uh, 
putting in the contract that the production committee is responsible for organizing the schedule. So, um, you know, if people don't know what a production committee is, you know, when we talk about anime being made by a studio, it's kind of like it's made by the studio, but it's the production committee that's in charge. So like when they decide to make an anime, it's a group of, you know, people, you know, that are act as, you know, like the producers of, you know, figuring out, you know, who's going to do what to get the anime done. So they're the ones that are really in charge. You always see the, in the, the opening credits during the OP, it'll say, you know, whatever they, they make up a name for every anime. For the production. Project something committee or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. And that's going to be like the group of people determining, you know, who's going to do what to get the anime done. So they're the ones that are like really in charge. So they're, so in this thing, they're saying that in in the contract, the production committee is going to be responsible for having a schedule and that there would be tangible punishments for failing to comply with the terms of the contract, which would include keeping the schedule. And uh, also setting up uh, example contracts to show what would be best practices for various circumstances. So pretty vague here, but I guess it is an attempt <laughs> to have some kind of accountability for, you know, the the people in charge as opposed as opposed to uh, well, accountability and, you know, setting limitations to protect the the, the actual people making the anime, but uh, at this stage these suggestions he, he's basically just putting them out to the public for public opinion, I guess, is what was happening. Nothing is actually happening. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's something. I don't. But I, it doesn't seem like a whole lot <laughs> at this stage. Uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you uh, you know, like even even us not being super close to that, uh, to like hearing um, all of these kind of firsthand accounts. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that you know is uh like a complete nightmare over there but i feel like the whilst this is help this is helpful and the fact that it's a guideline rather than uh than like an actual you know concrete thing i I, obviously i guess it's it's tricky to get that uh to be you know followed across the board and then this is like a good first step but you'd you'd kind of hope that things like wage and um work-life balance would be addressed too obviously it's kind of like a bit of a difficult conversation when it comes to japan in terms of work-life balance but like (laughs) um it's it's i i feel like personally and and granted i i don't know too much about the the industry in general but it feels like it's not quite going far enough um but i i guess wait and see what what people who actually work in that industry think of i mean the super cynical side of me looks at this as like, why did this guy, well, it says it's proposed by the Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry, but I think it's one specific politician that's uh, leading this up or whatever. It feels to me more like a, like a stunt to get a certain demographic minds. on his side, I suppose. Um it's almost like when that Final Fantasy guy did that drawing for the, uh, for the uh, <laughs> Japanese conservative uh, liberal Democrats. Yeah, so I, I, I have you know, I have to wonder if anything is actually being hoped to be accomplished with this, or if it's just a political move to say to get a certain group of people 
on board with this particular politician or whatever. But right, I don't know. I feel like the 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 fact that they ask for people to feedback on those guidelines is is a bit telling as well. <laughs> but um, you, you know, I I I don't want to be cynical about it. It'd be good if this does lead to some change, sure. but I, I just feel like we're we're still not going far enough like especially wage wise they they get from what i hear anyway they they don't seem to get paid not nearly enough for what they do yeah um so I, it just seems like they're not quite going as far as they should and maybe it's because the uh politician doesn't want to tread on too many toes I yeah don't know. or what what could realistically pass through you know what kind of legislation could realistically get done so yeah i don't know mm. I feel like any real change would have to be, I don't know if the, I don't know if any like government regulation is gonna be passed or be helpful. There'd have to be some kind of other economic consequences for the production committees and the studios to change. But who knows? We'll we'll have to see. Hopefully, somebody will come up with something. I, I don't think there's gonna be one magical solution. You know, hopefully it's just something that can be adjusted over time. Mm. But anyway, uh, one more story I wanted to touch on before we get into the Pokemon stuff. Uh, it was announced there's going to be a new Sound Euphonium anime project. Uh, it's going to be by Kyoto Animation. We don't know what format yet, which is important because technically there's already been three Sound Euphonium related movies. So it could be another movie. Although, mm-hmm. based on the premise, it sounds like I would I would hope it would be another TV show because it's going to be uh, centered on uh, Kumiko's third year in high school, which I guess the original author of the novels reappeared on the scene and decided to write at some point. And uh, okay. they're going to do some kind of anime project based on it. So... Was uh, was Euphonium one of those ones that was like winner of the Kiwani contest? Not, we make an anime the not out of winner thing. of the Kiwani contest, so we can steal it. Right, we yeah, can steal yeah, your yeah. idea for an anime. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. Um, okay. And so, as always, I'm a, a bit ambivalent on getting more of a good series, which you know I think. Okay, so you know. I don't know how hot a take this is at this point, but I think the first season of Sound Euphonium is one of the best things Kyoto, Anim- Kyoto Animation has ever done. The second season is pretty good. I, I was not—I wouldn't say I was like disappointed in it, but it was—I would not say it was better than the first season. And I would say that the second season ended at a point where I feel like the show should have stopped. So I'm a. And the how? And then there were like two movies. Well, after they that? made so they made two movies that I think were primarily recap movies, and then the third, and oh, the okay. third movie was Liz and the Bluebird, which was like a side story and kind of its own separate entity. Sound euphonium. Yeah, Gaiden. it was kind of its own separate entity, like a different art style and everything. There's a completely different. Like it just happened to have like focuses on different characters and you just see the the, the main girls in the background as right. also i hear yeah i mean but, so the yeah, i okay. should point yeah. out the girls in liz and the bluebird were one of the side stories in uh season two but then 
the the, mo- the movie is like entirely focused on like their whole story and everything. I don't and I don't think it's retreading the ground mm-hmm. more so just like continuing their their story. But um, okay, yeah, it, season two, season two. So like season one ended in a spot where like okay, I could take more sound euphonium. I could give or take you know one way or the other, I'd be fine. Season two ended in a spot where like I don't feel like we need to reopen this story at this point. I mean, they did a big title drop at the end. How do you move on after you do the big title drop? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I remember watching season two, uh, like, I think it was when I was in Scotland with Zig, and I just, I'd, I'd put it off. I didn't watch it when it aired, and I remember thinking it was fine. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I really liked the first season as well, but I just never felt the urge to kind of watch through season two until then and it like yeah it was it was fine it was not a bad show it's just it's hard to get excited for a season three or a movie that continues um but that said i've heard good things about liz and the bluebird so i I wouldn't mind watching that yeah i do want to watch that like i said i'm pretty sure it's a i think it's more of a its own entity it's like like i said it even looks different like it doesn't even have the same like art style or anything so um that would be interesting as for this <laughs> i think some people got up in arms a bit, little bit on the description because they mentioned you know famously the you know kiwani always takes these novels from their not prize winners and steals the ideas and then kind of reworks them into something that's usually better. Um, And famously in this one, uh, the main girl Kumiko is supposed to hook up with this dude and she, they start dating in the novels and that never happens in the anime. And uh, so in the, because they just make her like super gay in the anime well, she is in the novels too, mm-hmm. but they doubled down on it in the uh, in the in the anime. Uh-huh. It's, it's not exactly subtle. No, in the it's anime. no, it's not subtle at all. So the um, <laughs> so in the description for the the new novels, which I don't know if the new novels are out or not, because I I think the the writer stopped and then decided to resume again after the success of the anime or something like that. Um, in the new no- the description of the new novels, it mentions uh, Kumiko is now the the band leader. And uh, now that the seniors are gone and she has uh, broken up with the guy that she was dating. Uh, So everyone's like, oh, does that mean they're going to add that in the anime where they were dating or whatever? And like everybody chill out. They're probably just going to completely gloss over that. If I had, if I'm going to guess it's not important. important. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to give it a shot. I just, I'm, I'm even more wary of a season three than I was of a season two in this case because you know at the end of season one they ended with like the big band competition and we won but now we have to move on to the the nationals or whatever and you know there was still more story to tell whereas this one it was like you know i dumped my girlfriend for my hot glasses senpai and now she has to graduate it's time okay, to okay. End, uh, good place to end the story um <laughs> that's that's my that's my summary of season two folks spoiler alert they they still haven't hit they didn't hit the lofty heights of playing yellow magic orchestra music in a park in <laughs> so what's the point i suppose not but uh they did have that great title drop in the final scene so um i don't know how they're going to top that but it, <laughs> I, I i like the series 
a lot. So, you know, hopefully it'll be good. I'm just, again, cautious. All right. So. Speaking of cautious. I don't, I don't know where you're going with this one, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to feel about some of this news. Fair enough. Um, so there were a lot. There was a lot of Pokemon news. There was like, a whole Pokemon. Uh, there was a whole Pokemon like investor meeting yeah. thing. Normally, and then there was the Sword Shield Direct. Normally, we have to find excuses to talk about Pokemon. In this case, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Pokemon's great. I watch. In this it every case, week. there's actually legitimate reasons to talk about it because, like Ira said, there was a an investor meeting which had a lot of new announcements and then there was a, a new direct about the upcoming uh, switch game sword to shield. So the, at the investor meeting, we, they announced a bunch of things, including whatever in the world Pokemon sleep is. Did, did they, did they actually say anything substantial about what that was other than like a creepy gamify your sleep? Yeah. With Literally Pokemon. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. it's gonna be similar. Here's the successor you can buy that's specifically for Pokemon Sleep. It's called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Oh right, right. I forgot. That's I right. completely forgot. They, that, it's, not, it's not even the po- it's not even the Pokemon Go like double plus. It's Pokemon Go that Plus. That is the plus. real actual name they that somebody decided to give the device the Pokemon yep. Go Plus Plus. Um It's great. Do you have one, Chris? Because I know you play Pokemon Go. Do you have the old or the regular plus? Just the single plus? I, I have the regular plus, and I've got the Pokeball plus. And neither are worth it, so never mind. All right. What, but don't you get Mew if you buy the Pokeball? I, I do have Mew because okay. of that, but that's about the only thing it's worth. worth I'm assuming for. this is going to be the same technology as, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar, like if you get like a sleep app or something on your phone to like track your right. It uses, uses like the accelerometer to tell how much you're yeah. You like stick it right? like in your mattress somewhere or something, and then it measures like how... it, it. It literally seems like it's it's a Pokemon Go Plus with an accelerometer in it for that reason. Right. And buy one again, I guess, if you bought one. So of now the you can just ones. be catching Pokemon twenty four hours a day. You know. Hell while you're yeah. while you're awake and while you're sleeping, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I got some of that. Uh, what was that? We health center hence self sensor thing from years ago. The vitality, vitality sensor. sensor. I got some vitality sensor vibes off of this one. The crowd was not exactly going wild over uh, Pokemon Sleep. Um, <laughs> they did also reveal but. in uh, that that uh, conference. The, the yeah. DNA smartphone game, which we were all curious about, <laughs> and they they went an interesting direction. Maybe interesting is a little generous. Um, so it's it's going to be called Pokemon Masters, and you're instead of I guess instead of gotcha rolling for Pokemon, you're going to be gotcha rolling for the famous Pokemon trainers. Uh, so you know you can burn uh-huh. hundreds. Get your get your special event bikini yep. misty. You can burn hundreds of dollars rolling. Definitely different from regular misty. <laughs> burn hundreds of dollars rolling for your five star uh, Cynthia or whoever. But uh, uh, I get the thing is, you just know it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Fire Emblem Heroes, where it's the same character, but there's five levels, and that each one just probably has like stronger Pokemon team. Well, right? I look- 
or even worse, they could just have two two different gotchas for the same game. One with the trainers and one for a Pokemon. No, it looked like to me that each trainer has a Pokemon like as one unit, right? That's that's what it looked like yeah. to me. And I was thinking, because you got to pad out the numbers, right? I was thinking instead of, and, and I'm sure there will be multiple copies of the fa- the famous ones, but I was thinking you could fill in like the like generic no-name ones as like the, you know, two and three star or whatever bottom feeder uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm what I'm saying is like you'll have like your three star Misty that has like Goldeen, and you'll have your four star Misty that's got like Horsey or something, and your five star Misty that's got like Starmie. Oh, they could totally do you that. Know? Yeah, like that's, that's what I'm saying. The like possibilities to exploit uh, <laughs> the audience is endless. <laughs> what if it's like Dragalia in that you roll for both heroes and Pokemon and you just yeah i think like I it, think that might be the case like if misty is just like giving bonuses to water types and, mm-hmm. and bigger bonuses to specifically her pokemon then it could get yeah, really gnarly, that's what i'm really saying quickly. like you give two double double the gotcha double the cash uh i'm in but i i, don't like <laughs> I, I got the impression looking at the footage that because because you'd put like multiple trainers in your team in each slot it looked like each trainer just had whatever Pokemon they had with it. That was the impression I got, but we're, we can only speculate at this point. Um, yeah, it's going to make so it's much make money. A lot I hate it. Of money, probably more than the regular Pokemon games. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can, I don't know what we were expecting. I guess part of me was expecting at some point they would just pull the trigger on, sticking all the Pokemon in a gotcha machine and doing it that way, because that's basically what puzzles and dragons is. Um, Mm. But Mm -hmm. maybe they're still drawing that line somewhere for now to protect the main games or something. I don't know. I think they're still hoping to make their millions on Pokemon Rumble Rush that came out like a few (laughs) weeks ago and just sucks. Right, That did happen. Yeah. I, I, I think people forget how many like, pokemon mobile games are out there like there's quite a few actually i think we mentioned mm-hmm. that last time but i give them all a go but most of yes. them suck i mean let's be honest though i i will give pokemon masters a shot <laughs> yeah so what, what what trainer are you prepared to empty your bank account for see i don't who who are you gonna max out your credit card see, to get? I, I don't in, care in enough gotcha. about pokemon to like the the characters and stuff to really even know or who I would pick for that question. I don't know if Chris has an answer, but uh, just I just want Team Rocket. Yeah, are you going to be available? Or are you going to be fighting Team Rocket? Like, as I mean, you could, they were they were trainers in Yellow. Like, why not? Yeah, they're in Let's Go Pikachu, right? Yeah. So or, there you or, go, like, Guzma. He's he's got like a skull on his shirt and he likes rap. <laughs> uh-huh. He's good. Let's get high. Yeah. Uh as as was said by Team Skull. His evil team tried to steal a uh bus stop. <laughs> I mean it's I was every like uh, you know, stage could be, you know, whatever team X that you're fought in whatever game, right? So you could have a team rocket or a team skull uh, yeah. or whatever stage. I guess you, so. You can... What about like jellyfish Lusamino? 
Oh, yep. Yeah, you're, yep, five star possessed Sabine. Sure, um, I'd roll for that. Comes with angry Clefable. <laughs> uh, dark Clefable, like the, uh, uh, like the, the trading cards. Shadow Lugia. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll 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 have to see more on that one before we can pass final judgment. But it feels like a lot of the things we said just said are inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. All right. So uh, aside from that, more recently, we did have a Nintendo Direct talking about the upcoming Switch game, the Pokemon Sword and Shield, which has been previously announced, yeah. but they've revealed a couple new Pokemon and whatnot. Now, I have Yep. Shout out to the I have intentionally not watched the Direct to see how much I would just absorb from internet osmosis. <laughs> what have you so, absorbed? So no. far, what I've learned is there's a dog with a sword in his mouth. Yes. Yep. There's uh, a bird that looks like the goof custom from uh, Gundam. Uh, whatever whatever Gundam yes. it is that you and G like. I forget the name. And uh-huh. then uh, there's a tiny sheep that the internet will gladly die to protect. Does that all sound about right? Uh-huh. That's, did I, did I miss right? any important... What comes to mind if I say the word Dynamax... Oh, is that like is that what the big ones are? Like <laughs> do you make them make your Pokemon big or something? Again, I I did not watch yeah. the direct. I don't know anything other than what I've seen from context. <laughs> yeah, the, they you can Dynamax your Pokemon and they turn the hello big. We finally got the Pokemon Kaiju game that we were waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now you can have a uh, now you can have a, a giant dog with a sword in its mouth, right? Okay. Yep. Um Sure. Yeah. I'm with- if you like that sheep, you can make that sheep big. Yeah. Giant Wooloo. Dynamax Wooloo. Sure. Yeah. I I was mostly <laughs> enjoying the uh, the dog with the sword in its mouth had a lot of actually decent uh, jokes. Yeah. I just kept thinking of Rapide from Tales yes, of Vesperia. But of course, like everyone else goes for the low hanging fruit and says Dark Souls. Oh, is there a dog in Dark Souls that has a sword? Yeah, there's a giant wolf in Dark Souls that has a sword okay. in its mouth. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's been quite a few, actually, if we go through the history of video games. Yeah, Karmaru yep, is another one. So, you know, it's a long, long-standing tradition, I'm sure. But oh, I guess so, yeah, what, what is I mean, the? I don't know if I saw the shield one. I'm assuming there's a corresponding shield one. It's got a, it's got a big shield oh. head. Yep, it, it's just mostly shield. <laughs> it made me think of um, you know those cone collars when you you don't want the dog to scratch itself. <laughs> it's to- it's totally is, like is, that. is it like that? Because that's pretty kind of yeah. That's pretty uh, that's pretty good. Oh man, if a dog just sticks its head through a screen door, <laughs> that is it. Right, right. Um, All right. Um, it's, but yeah, uh, I think it's kind of not- notable because like it, they got a uh, foreigner, I guess, to be art director on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude's been working at Game Freak for years and years now. Um, but I guess <laughs> in my head, they were just like, oh, the new Pokemon games in Britain. Let's get the one British guy on the art team <laughs> to, to take charge. Interesting. 
He's also the creator of uh, Vanillish and it's yeah. Line, so you know, I always had a soft spot for those guys. Oh, so it's not bad. Good? If if uh, I, I mean, I, I, he takes a lot of shit, I think, from people for those yeah. designs and like fucking look at Gen One. Come on, yeah, there was a ball with a face on it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> is is there a release date for Sword Shield yet, or are we? Yeah, it's November okay. or something. I forget 15th, the exact day. Fifteenth. Okay. Oh, I don't want to think about that rapidly approaching, but we are in. Yeah, isn't Death Stranding comes out before Pokemon? Weird. Yep. And Shenmue, Shenmue Three. That's real wild. Um, I, I will believe Shenmue <laughs> Three is out when I'm seeing people playing it. Uh, Honestly, now that now that Pokemon is getting has a release date around that area and Death Stranding, I think Shenmue will suddenly need a delay again. <laughs> Second delay, yeah. Oh, uh, let's let's be honest. No one's gonna buy Shenmue regardless. Um, ouch. <laughs> I don't know. Pokemon looks all right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see what other. I, I'm I, I'm wondering when, if and when they're gonna show the. Um, the starter evolutions, because that's what everybody wants to see, right? Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard tales that the they've been leaked. I've then, not confirmed that, but I, I did read the leaking question, and it okay. seems pretty seems... convincing. Okay, um, in terms of uh, assuming there was no funny business going on, like there was a post two weeks before that direct. And uh, it was cool. It called a lot of the things that happened in that trailer by name. Okay. Um, so they like the poster absolutely saw the trailer. It's just whether or not the extra stuff they added that wasn't in the trailer is just bullshit or not. Um, okay. But it all seems pretty legit, honestly. Okay, then. Did it actually show stuff or just. No, it's just spelled out like. Um, some of the Pokemon that didn't get shown and some of the trainers and that kind of stuff. All right. right. I'm curious about what the villain team will be in fake UK. It did name them in that leak. I can't oh, okay. remember who, who it named them as, but yeah, it's in there. Assuming it's correct anyway. I think it'd be like, I don't know, Chris, what would be like a stereotypical <laughs> British villain archetype that they could uh, use for the team? I just everyone wears a top hat and has a cane. <laughs> uh, that's just the fucking bourgeoisie. Yeah, it's every every bad guy is Professor Layton. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be pretty good. I I am looking forward to had enough your shit, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking to, at the very least. I am looking forward to seeing another weird version of anime Britain. Uh, uh yeah I'm 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 gonna be sad to see the Sun Moon anime go um but I'm curious as to what they'll do for uh for Galar it it does seem like Rotom is in the mobile phones that yeah they were using, so, I saw like, that there's there's Rotom phone uh in the new one if, if they could just keep the same style and just you know make it a continuation yeah that'd be good just keep, keep Rotom decks from Alola uh yeah. It has a new house now. It's fine. <laughs> All right. I do uh, want to. I do want to mention one more thing announced, uh, which I think I guess was at the previous event. But uh, those really cool Pokemon dress shirts we talked about many episodes yeah. ago 
are apparently getting a an, getting overseas release starting in starting with the U.S. and Europe. They said those are so expensive, <sighs> mm-hmm. but they're really nice. <laughs> I really want. I really want to get one. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I I don't like. I don't like buying. Ex- I don't like. I feel like expensive clothes are a waste of money. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'd be tempted if I needed a shirt for work. I'd, I'd be tempted, but I don't. So get your, I get your uh, like Paisley Kakuna uh, dress shirt. I mean, I I do have circumstances where I like to wear nice shirts <laughs> when I go out, because and not just wear a t shirt. So you know, I could see that happening, uh, but I don't know if I could justify it uh, the cost of some of those, but. They're pretty cool. Maybe I'll link it again because, I, like I said, we did we did talk about it, you know, several episodes ago at some point for whatever reason. I forget how it came up, but they're just like the really classy, like it's not like here's a white dress shirt with a giant Charmander on it. Like they have like nice patterns and stuff. I think they're they're I think they actually did make one pattern for all 151 original. Yeah, Pokemon. Oh, um, so yeah. I only saw like yeah. That preview we linked before was when it was first announced, and so there were only like a handful that they showed online. Okay, but my understanding is there there are in fact 151 patterns available. All right, I have to I have to dig deeper on that because I want to see those. I want to see what they did for Snorlax. You can finally get. I think your, I think uh... it's just Snorlax. Yeah. Uh, there's, I think, some blog somewhere took photos of every pattern, so I'll, uh, I'll poke around for that. Yeah, see if we can put in the show we'll notes. See if we can stick that in the show notes because this makes very compelling uh, audio at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, give me like a far-fetched tie, and I'll be all right. <laughs> wouldn't it just be like a, a leak or something? Like, uh, yeah, that's boring. Be more exciting. Everyone would think it's a Hatsune, Hatsune Miku tie, actually. Far-fetched. Then. Yeah. Or at least, it's like, just, can the Polygon like one far, just be something like a, out of the 80s? It's like a plaid <laughs> for Farfetch'd. Okay. All right. uh, yeah, riveting audio. Um, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out and link it, everybody. But check those out. Even if you don't buy them, the patterns are very cool. So, all right. So that ends our new segment. Let's uh, move on to talk about some anime. And uh, let's catch up with Carolyn Tuesday. Yeah. Um, after my ranting last week, I don't know <laughs> if I feel any better, but I did enjoy these. Yeah. Two, I did enjoy these two episodes, uh, not because of Carol and Tuesday, but because of all the uh, Fire under- Brothers got robbed, man. <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> so, so basically, episode eight and nine, where we're we're deep into the Mars Got Talent competition here, and we have a couple of the contestants get up and do their numbers. Uh, in episode, so each episode had two different performances. The the first ones we kicked off with the Fire Brothers, who are these uh-huh. ancient old men still practicing the the, the dark the, arts the, of the, metal. <laughs> yeah, uh, the lo- the lost uh, music genre of heavy metal. Yeah, it's funny after they perform, one of the judges is like, "It's like you guys got in a time machine from the twentieth century and came here." Uh, and so they, they uh-huh. so they do their like. Uh, hardcore metal song even though they're these like cartoonishly old men it's like professor layton looking motherfuckers yeah they don't even look like real people in the context of the show they're like little round balls of a uh, human or whatever but 
so so you know that's the joke of course that there are these little old men with that are shredding and singing death metal and i think the pyrotechnics were also built into their guitars yes yes yeah so they have like sparks shooting out of their guitars that's a that's a fun trick I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh if in you know for later on in uh the real world i'd like to see some of that <laughs> yeah Get that at a ramstein concert or something yeah i i hasn't that been done in some capacity before oh i'm, I'm sure, sure. It probably yeah. actually has yeah i'm sure i think that was pulling but from something but yeah so they so they so the, i guess the whole thing is like a tournament so it's a straight up like you know, uh-huh, single elimination, single tournament. elimination yep. tournament thing. So they get the, they get paired up with the social media star guy that we've seen kind of smoozing away around the past couple uh-huh. episodes. And we're, you know, I guess the, the, the twist here is that, you know, we, we just assume he's a talentless, uh, you know, whatever, because, you know, he's just popular because he's got a lot of Twitter followers or whatever, but turns out he can sing. So, he ends up, sure. and I do want to point out, and maybe this is a, uh, you know, we always harp on the Watanabe being an old man here, not understanding some of these things when they're introducing <laughs> him. They're like, you know, you're an insanely popular on social media. You have 800,000 followers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems a little small. And maybe, I'm like, uh... okay, yes, that is very popular, but. If we're talking like on the upper, you know, echelons of of uh, social media right. popularity, you'd, you'd have you'd have eighty million, right? Or, have, yeah, I mean, you maybe at least that's like half of half of the population of Mars, though. Do we even no, know what happened to the true. people on Earth? I don't know. I don't I, think we do. I, I, you know, I, I don't think they've said anything specific. I, I remember, I wasn't paying that close attention. I was watching episode nine earlier. There's like a news story running in the background while while Carol and Tuesday are talking. So I wasn't right. really paying close attention, but they did say something about Earth in the news story, and I didn't like go back and like look. Huh. So I think Earth is still around, but well, Instagram still exists. So there's a server down there somewhere. Yeah, right. So I think Mars is just another place or whatever. But yeah, I guess if you're looking at the context of Mars, is probably gonna have a smaller population than Earth. Then maybe eight hundred thousand is a bigger number, but. 800,000 people that don't know who Justin Timberlake is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we had th- we had that in this episode, and then we also introduced the uh, the one uh, creepy stalker character. Right. That's a little... It's, it's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was trying to figure out exactly where they're going with her. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I, they they do kind of establish pretty quickly that she has Tuesday's phone number, so I'm not convinced that we have seen oh no, the last of her. Of course not. Um, but, just also, yeah, it's 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 a bit zero to a hundred pretty quickly. But yeah, particularly after what happens in nine. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think. Uh, well, I guess we could just get into nine because nine has the other two performances where right. we. I mean, shout to OG Bulldog and his Latin <laughs> opera rap. He loses to Carol on Tuesday. Yes, you know what? Because this is because this is Mars Got Talent and is based on real shows. 
I have to admit when I saw that guy, I was, I was, and he was getting up on stage. I'm like, he's going to be an opera singer. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, I, I, I just, I, you could just tell, I mean, it was obvious he was not going to be just a, what, right. Right. What he is at regular. Reg- yeah. Um, and the, yeah. So I, but I, but it's always opera, right? Cause that's the weird thing to pull out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's the, so yeah, he, he's like this big, I mean, his name is OG bulldog and he's like this huge mountain of a man that's super intimidating. And he's the one paired up against Carol and Tuesday. And, you know, he ends up losing to them despite his <laughs> weird, uh, well, obviously he's a great singer, but it was kind of a weird mix. I think <laughs> with the, he, he tries to do opera to a trap beat or something, but, uh, then, uh, in Carol Tuesday they do their song, which is, which is another one of their songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I think we we missed a couple other people. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get to the mermaid sisters in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had that, uh, what, what was it? Uh, GGK. Yes. GGK. Weird, like I commune with the universe. Yeah, stuff. and that, 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 like all the songs were like okay, fine. they were fine. Yeah, um, yeah, and that, that that goes back to you know we say this every episode, but the ongoing challenge of you know making right what's supposed to I be amazing I, music, right? Um, and, and trying to determine when are we supposed to narratively know that this is amazing or good or bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that's the problem I keep running into, right? Like, yeah, because even I, the uh, I don't know enough about music to really judge whether something's particularly good or bad. I just have to go off of like, I guess everyone because because everyone's going like, oh, to Carol Tuesday's song in episode eight, it must be super good in universe. Yeah, like mm. I just have to infer that. Yeah. They, they do give you the audience reactions to tell you. And I think the thing with this particular, with these two episodes, other than the, the mermaid sisters, everybody's like, Oh, <laughs> that's great to every single performance. Right. So like, it's hard to gauge like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you know, everybody had a good, you know, song and then it was just like, you know, gauging which one was like the, the better one or whatever. Um, I, I feel like in in particular we we got the like a full um, version of Move Mountains with music in it this time rather than just yeah. having it sung in front of um, yes the music dude. But the the problem with that is that I, I kind of heard that, and obviously you can tell by the crowd's reaction that they're kind of stunned, they're in awe of it, and I'm just like. I kind of preferred the other version, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of get to that because you know they end with Angela's performance, and that's the one where they go from everybody's like, "Oh wow, this is good," to everyone is just like stunned silence. Like it's supposed to be the most amazing thing ever, and it's good, but it it doesn't sound like really better than any of the other songs, in my opinion. I mean, no. obviously it's subjective, but I think I actually think I, I do have my you know, rock snob music opinions, uh, from, (laughs) I, you know, I think I can, I think, you know, I, I can pick out, I can be critical, be good at being critical on music. And it sounds about the same, like they're all just like, you know, solid pop songs or whatever. Um, and it, it, again, we have to rely on them telling us that this was 
amazing so much <clears throat> more so than every other you know all the other ones that we've seen okay but what about the yeah. mermaid what about the mermaid sister <laughs> okay. what about your do what your doo-wop swear medley so, uh i have so that was unquestionably my favorite moment of these two episodes because i i actually laughed quite hard at this um so they have the one group the mermaid sisters get up to do their song and as iroh said it's this like doo-wop beautiful four-part harmony of just like this non-stop consecutive string of swear words um i'm actually impressed it's a, j- a joke from like penny and stocking or something yes right, i'm actually right. impressed that they made it they made the syllables fit so well to sound so good <laughs> it, it was actually like and hard like they were committed to that bit yes and um i i was i, I was trying to figure out if like because at the end um well, the judge cuts it short because it's so bad. And then like the the judge is like, you know, your harmony is beautiful, but your lyrics are terrible. I was wondering if like, were those supposed to be the actual lyrics or are they just like, you know, we have to write bad lyrics, but I don't really want to make the trouble, go through the trouble of writing bad lyrics. So let's just put it, let's like fill the entire song with swear words. Um, I feel honestly, I feel like the lyrics are my biggest problem with pretty much all of the music in this show because they're all the like mu- just off enough, right? Yeah, it's it's like they didn't get a native English speaker yes, to write them, they, and it yeah, kind of shows. Yeah, but most of them do not sound like they're written by. But a like, English speaker, yeah, they're all kind of like English speakers, but. Then, yeah, yeah, I think that's why this song sounds like. Obviously, it's like it's a hilarious goof, but it's like. It might actually be the best song in the show. It's, like I was in hysterics, but it was it was something that would fly over here. It's it's weird, but uh, at the very least, it's a good. I think it's a good audio clip to keep on hand. Yes, yeah. Oh yeah. I should put it on like yeah. the the podcast soundboard. Uh, yeah, we, we've uh, had discussions for uh, that one anime radio show about that song, and <laughs> I kind of want to go in and try and bleep all the swears just to see what it would sound like. Uh, I think you. I don't know how much of a song you would have. I think there's like there's like five words in there that you could probably get away with. Uh. Yeah, I, I I don't know if there. I was trying to think if there are actually any words that are fit for broadcast. It's uh, like of. They, like, say, oh, they say like they say like son of uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that was fun. Um, and and I I mean the the two episodes were fun. The performances were decent. Uh, we had we had some. <laughs> I like the stupid ongoing joke with the AI judge where he's like, that song has uh, soul, but uh, I wouldn't know, would I, guys? Ha, 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 ha. It, uh, I, it was it was fine for the first episode, but like once it, it, once he starts saying it every single time, it's like, all right, right, all right, AI dog, chill out. Well, I mean, that's I, I think it's only okay because there seems to be like canned laughter behind it. Right, right, that's, right. That's supposed to be the joke, is that that's his like only... I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in here. It just, again, I'm not getting any, like, if we're if we're approaching this as a, like, heartfelt, you know, coming-of-age story or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then I think the only thing that maybe they were dabbling with in this one was with the, the stalker girl 
upping her intensity on Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday having mm-hmm. to stand up for learn to stand up for herself. And that just felt like it, I, I don't know if that belonged in this set of episodes. Like, right. You know, while I'm, we're. You go from like this swear ridden, like hilarious right. song to, to sexual assault. So like, I, right. It's a bit jarring. I find I'm enjoying the show way more when it's like in full goofy comedy mode right. rather than right. when it's trying to be taken seriously. Yeah. Right. Like if this was just supposed to be like a, a funny, like, you know, look at the, you know, at music and like, you know, celebration of music and, you know, how the industry has worked over the years and what, you know, what it would look like in a sci-fi setting and stuff like that. Like from that perspective, I think the show is done well. And I, I do, agree. I kind of wish that's just all it was if they were not going to, you know, really address the more serious stuff that they're trying to, to bring in. Like, you know, we had, you know, we had last time we talked about the stuff with Angela that they just kind of like throw in there and don't do anything with like, mm-hmm. why are we even going there at this point? If we're not going to sufficiently give those things the time they need to be developed and, you know, have some kind of, you know, message attached to them. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah, it's, 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 you kind of hope that they kind of write the ship a little bit, but like at the moment, like, I just feel like I kind of want more in, I want it more in the space dandy vein of dandy hunts aliens, but basically never catches anything. I kind of want Carolyn Tuesday to be trying to launch a music career, but just don't ever get anywhere with it. Right. I just want to see them keep <laughs> along the way. And, but, the, the stuff, but I, I know it's not that show, but, yeah, but that's the problem. We know they're going to succeed because they tell us every episode yeah. at the beginning. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I'm just not it's I'm not feeling satisfied. But nevertheless, there was there were there was fun to be had this week. I'm less mad than I was last week, I suppose. Um, <laughs> maybe, sure. Maybe coincidentally, there was not a lot of Gus either. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it was, but. All right, let's move on then to talk about Sarzanmai. And before I say anything, mm-hmm. Iro, have you watched eight, eight and nine? I've 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 seen episode eight. I've not seen episode nine. Um, oh boy! <laughs> I mean, I can only assume. Uh, okay, stuff happens. <laughs> yes, so I'll I'll set the stage. Eight and nine is basically about. Uh, Toei, the delinquent kid, we found mm-hmm. out at the end of seven that his brother, who is a criminal, got to get out of town. Been discovered, and he needs to get out of town. And so, uh, Toei decides to go with him, and uh, you know, all kinds of trouble happens <laughs> yes. in the in the wake of his uh, trying to get out. Uh, including uh, our poor Enta, the glasses kid. Uh, I mean, running into. <laughs> well, I don't know how sympathetic I'm going to be on on Enta, but the he 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 didn't deserve to run into Toei's brother. Let's put it that way. Who he helps I out. Guess. He he who he helps out in in part of his uh in in his escape, his escape and uh, gets a bullet as a reward at the end of the epi- by toward the end of the episode. Um. Well, maybe he shouldn't have uh, s- stolen the plates. Yes, or right. 
<laughs> well, yes, there, there, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is that. But then it's the well. Does that deserve? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> the punishment does not fit the crime on that one. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the whole big, uh, I guess, theme of this arc with Toei's brother is, you know, Toei's, uh, I can't remember his brother's name, to be honest, the, but his brother's always saying that, you know, you know, got to be together. We've got to look out for each other. No, well, his brother's always saying that bad people are the ones that succeed in the world, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, he, and so he is unashamedly been a bad person with perhaps the only like hint of goodness is he's still, you know, theoretically trying to help take care of his brother. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when Enta basically takes a bullet at the end, it's, uh, you know, that's his, his take on it is like, cause he's like, Oh, is your friend? Well, yeah, Hey, I told you, man, good people are uh, not going to survive in this world. Uh, well, that's also uh, <laughs> there was also the bit when the the cops are coming after him and he literally just kicks Enta in in, in front of yes, uh, stab his child yeah oh, yeah not the cops yeah he one of his like uh, his uh, Yakuza goon guys is trying to kill him and he just throws Enta at him to stop the knife but uh, it's a real great guy right um, and so uh-huh. so you know that that stirs up a whole bunch of stuff with. Uh, yeah, you remember in uh, episode six when I'm like, "Hey, everything's fixed with Kazuki. What are we going to do now?" Well, things have not been. Things have now been okay. officially unfixed. I mean, we we like find out that far from Enta and Kazuki being like their destined partners or whatever by the by the laws of cliche, it's Toei and and uh, and Kazuki are like way more appropriate for each other or whatever because yes. like. Oh no, the the soccer football band was toys all along. Yes. Yeah. All that all that business. So <laughs> I, I do want to mention um I've made a lot of comparisons to Penguin Drum with Sarzan Mai, but this specifically is pretty close to Yuri Yurikuma Arashi here. I there's a bit of an echo okay. of that here because I'll pretend I know what that means. In Yurikuma Arashi, there's like the two bear girls and then like the other main girl. And it's pretty clear that the main girl and one of the bear girls are the ones that are meant to hook up. But the other bear girl is in love with the, is, is still in love with one of them. And she's kind of like the, the Enta character in this, uh, this analogy. And she ends up, okay. And she ends up, uh, well, we don't know. We don't know Enta's fate yet, but in, in Yurikuma, she ends up basically sacrificing her life for the other girl's okay. happiness. And there's, some, as you do, there's some, uh, Shades of that here going on, although Enta didn't really do anything for Kazuki in this situation, but uh, he still doesn't deserve the the fate that he's uh, he's uh, met at this point. Right. I mean, the cliffhanger. I feel like the cliffhanger, or like the question that was brought to me at the end of episode eight was, and considering the themes of the show so far, is if Enta is of of, of love or of desire for right. Kazuki. Right. Right. Does that get answered in episode nine or? Uh, I would say a little bit, but nine kind of moves the focus more on Toei and his brother. Okay. So, so nine is like the, they're actual, like trying to get out of, um, right, right. Out of town. Uh, and 
I don't want to say what happens, but uh, I will say. Yeah, I really need to start catching up before these podcasts. Yes. So that we can actually speak about the episodes. <laughs> so I will say, well, first of all, I want to mention specifically in episode nine, some fantastic directing. Again, okay. this is great audio here, but um, like, like there's a couple of like really like very well artistic, like artistically composed shots that are like super striking on some of like the dramatic moments. Uh, there, there's a, there's some bits in there with um with the cops with Rayo and Mabu and um, mm-hmm. there's some really like brilliant shots in there. I still I'm still not buying. I'm still like invested into their story at this point. Right. But Rob- robot cop man. Yes. Uh, my my boyfriend is now a robot and I'm trying to save him um plotline. But um and then the final scene there is a montage of memories with uh, that, uh, of uh Toei and his brother's past that I thought was really good. Um and like the it's 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 an interesting choice because it's prime it's like a sequence of events that's like very specific like they're like at a festival or something that they choose to show yeah and the 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 things that they chose to show and how it's presented and cut in with the the actual what's actually happening in the scenes and all that were i think very well put together i I mean for me personally like i i it hit me personally pretty hard because just i felt like uh as somebody who has a, you know, young, a, like I have a sister who's 15 years younger than me. Like I understand that relationship of being like an adult with like a sibling who's still a child. And right. like, I feel like they captured that very well Okay, yeah, yeah. in, um, in uh, kind of the, the final stretch of episode nine. It was, I think, and that might be just my personal context on it, but I, that was like one of the most. I mean, like, I, that's a valid uh, way to feel at the show. Sure, yeah. sure. But yeah, I'm just saying for me personally, that was one of the most like emotional parts that we've seen so far uh, in the series. And uh, yeah, okay. you should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to watch that episode at some point. You should catch up on that, Iroh. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looking I, at camera. I thought it was interesting, uh, too. I, I wanted to mention there was a interview that popped up since last uh, episode with Ikuhara. Okay. Uh, one of the one of the more again, I, I guess he's just in a straightforward mode right now. He even mentioned in the interview he thinks people that maybe didn't previously like his stuff before will be able to enjoy this one, perhaps. Which yeah, seems to be the case. I mean, I I am I, I still be, watching Sars on my example <laughs> better one. than I did for Penguin Drum or Yurikuma. Yeah, uh, but he talked about um, the context of the. Um, the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami on how that's kind of impacted his, impacted his work and what he feels is sort of like the, what he described as like the motifs of, you know, this current era and. Sure. It seems to have affected many people's work. And Uh, and just kind of how it colored Sara's on my, and you know, the characters that he's writing now where he, he wants to write these characters who have, experience loss and you know they read they you know they come to connect and understand each other through their you know mutual feelings of loss and uh okay there's a whole lot of uh whole lot of that going around in this show 
uh, yeah. which makes perfect sense once he, once he, um, once he said that, but it's a pretty good interview. I'll probably link that in there too. Uh, shout out again to anime news network who translates a lot of these things. Um, so they, they had put that up. So I'll link it in. It's worth giving that a look. If you're watching the show, provide some interesting context and just his thoughts in general on how that event has impacted. You know, he talks a bit about like how, you know, in po- up, you know, post-war Japan has been a, a lot of the stuff has been about material things and materialism. But like after that, people, kind of realize that th- those things aren't as important as you know what's the bubble yeah, burst because when because when you're you know when those things are gone you know what's important and so yeah, interest yeah, yeah. a lot of good material i think to tap into and talk about so that's kind of what he was saying in the interview so it's kind of a neat thing to read but uh but yeah stars on my good people get on that Sure. I think as uh, someone that has uh, only seen the anime, like the the kind of announcement anime poster for Sarazanmai, and it just being like some cutesy looking kappas and some humans, <laughs> it's really hard for me to put these together. Oh, yes. But uh, it's kind of entertaining in its own way, I think. Yeah. Well, that's like... Um... When, when in like, like last you... season, when you were talking about Kakigurui or... Us talking about price of smiles, kind of like vicariously experiencing or, the, or even the even the previous Ikahara works. Like if you look at the uh, yeah, yeah, Penguin yeah. Drum promo, hmm. I, I get some of the prime, some of the Penguin Drum promo art is a little dark, but the or like Yurikuma Arashi, which is just you know, you know, it, it, it's all. I, I guess the stars on my but I, stuff has been particularly like very happy looking, but uh. <laughs> Uh, that is not always the case in that show. Uh, let's put it that way. So, yeah. all right. Anim- so anime, anime, uh, still going, <laughs> still going. So I think that covers us for now. Yeah. Uh, really look forward to next episode. I think is going to be our season previews oh, already God. for summer. <laughs> uh, so, nope. So prepare yourself for that. We're actually finishing on time this time. I trimmed out some stories, so you know we're uh-huh. <laughs> we're good on time for the first time. And I don't even know how many episodes across. Well, all of we still have quite a bit of housekeeping to get to, so you better get going. Um, <laughs> do we what, have anything out of the, what, out of what, the ordinary? What other content can our listeners uh, listen to? Okay, well, come. You can come see all of our content at theglorioblog.com. Uh, you can. Check us out on Twitter at the Glorio Blog. You can uh, check out all of our podcasts, which have now we've expanded our Glorio network into what are we up to? Four podcasts. Yeah. Apart from uh, this, the Glorio chat, we also have Legend of the Glorio Heroes, where G and I discuss the legendary 1998 or 1988 science fiction OVA, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, yes. We're also doing. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelio, which is our Evangelion watch slash rewatch prior to net, coming out on Netflix, which is happening very soon on the 21st of this month. So if you'd like to watch along with us, you can check that out. And uh, we already mentioned, but yeah. one more shout out to Chris. What, what, what are you up to? <laughs> we watch big monsters fight each other and it's rad most of the time. Not always. All right. Yes. What, what is the official title again? 
Uh, Gorio is king of the kaiju. We didn't yes. really have a catchy name like some of these other ones, so that's what yeah, we well, came up with. The other ones are not exactly the most original uh, <laughs> choices, but uh, well, you know, we ha- we just there were words that started with G, and we took the opportunity. Yes, yeah, we we looked for them, but we couldn't really do that without like yeah, you know, really stretching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So check all of those out on your usual podcast places. So we're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on Podbean. And also we upload the the videos to YouTube. So you can go like, comment, subscribe, yep. tell your friends, tell your enemies and all that. So, all right. So that'll be an episode. We'll call it on that one. And we'll see everybody next time for those uh, season previews. Could